Hello, I'm Andrea Carl, your host. Welcome to the Who We Become podcast. This podcast is about putting yourself first, speaking up, standing tall, and maintaining the best version of yourself. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Who We Become podcast. I'm your host, Andrea. I'm so excited for this episode because it's very vulnerable, but I just hope that it can give anyone out there who has dealt with skin issues or something in your body that, or on your body, any type of imperfection that has made you feel you know, self-conscious or very uncomfortable and just honestly miserable or ugly or, you know, something that has caused you to compare yourself to others and thinking that you are not good enough, that you're not worthy of having the life that you want, the moments that you want, going out and living your best life, you know, like people say. So, um, I have had eczema on and off for years since I could remember, since I was a little girl. If you ask my mom, she'll say since I was about a year or so. And if you don't know what eczema is, it's basically dry, cracked, raw. It could be weeping, hot, inflamed, red skin, very itchy, very uncomfortable. And when I say itchy, imagine... I guess if you got bit by a bunch of mosquitoes and you just want to constantly scratch those bites and then the more that you scratch them you can start to bleed your skin becomes raw maybe there's pus oozing I don't know but I feel like I have been through it all when it comes to eczema I mean I've had great days I've had really miserable exhausting draining days but I'm still here and I haven't let it take my life from me um you know I haven't let it defeat me so you know and I would scratch not caring about my appearance um as a little girl I didn't understand what was going on with me I just knew that my skin was dry and itchy and red and when I was an adolescent I mean it was mainly on the creases of my elbows the creases behind my knees not too much anywhere else. And then as I got older, like into middle school and high school, it was on my face, my neck, uh, the rest of my arms, my shoulders, sometimes on my back. I've had it on my stomach. I've had it on my thighs. I've had it on my feet as an adult. Um, you know, and because it was so itchy and all I wanted was some sort of relief, sometimes creams, lotions, prescriptions, it was not taking away the itchiness, you know. Sometimes my mom would take me to a dermatologist and they would promise that whatever cream or ointment was going to stop the itching. Let me tell you, it was false advertisement. <laughs> um, And that was how I felt physically. I would feel you know, frustrated. I would get upset because I would have hope going into somebody's office with my mom thinking that, you know, this is it. I'm not going to have to worry about this anymore. And I can have more fun as a kid. And not that I didn't have fun as a kid. I think I had a pretty great childhood, but you know, I grew up camping with my family 
and we would go and spend time by the lake in the middle of nowhere for not just days but sometimes a couple weeks at a time thank you dad i love those memories i cherish them and hold them so dear to my heart to this day but it sucked on those really hot summer days because i would sweat and my sweat would irritate my eczema even more because when we sweat you know there's salt in our sweat we're losing electrolytes right so because of things like this i would feel embarrassed, angry, my body would tense up really, really badly because I would just have to like stay stiff and still so that I would control myself in a way to not scratch myself because after the damage was done, then I would feel terrible looking at myself. Oh my gosh, I have blood under my fingernails and skin and my skin is flaky and crusty. I mean, it's not pretty. If you know somebody with eczema or for those of you that know me, you have seen how ugly and nasty it can be. It is a beast. And I would even feel gross about myself. Now, my diet growing up, I'm from El Paso. Okay, so my family is mainly Mexican. We grew up by the border and... You know, so we're having enchiladas. What's an enchilada? Sweet. Uh, I mean, cheese. There's spices. There's chile. There is um, a lot of red ingredients. And then we have salsa. We put salsa on everything because, well, if you love salsa like I do, you just know how amazing it can turn everything else. <laughs> it's like adding salt to something that needs salt. So... Salsa is like our salt. <laughs> um, so yeah, eating all these foods, drinking sodas, um, growing up, going to Juarez sometimes, and I my favorite was manzanita or Mexican Coke because it just tastes better than the Coke over here in the U.S. And it's because they use actual cane sugar. So I love drinking that as a kid. We would drink things like Gatorades and uh, horchata. Horchata has a lot of sugar as well. Sometimes people add um, extra ingredients to horchata to sweeten it up, like different type of sweeteners. And I didn't know that all of that stuff was impacting. My parents didn't know any better. You know, that's part of our culture. That's who we are. That's what we know how to cook and what we're familiar with, right? And my mom and my dad did the best that they can taking me to dermatologist after dermatologist because if you go into a doctor whose specialty is skin, you're expecting for them to solve your problems, right? We didn't know that there could be different root causes for skin issues or other ailments, you know, whatever. And we didn't, you know, we didn't eat the healthiest. And I had to show up to school, parties, events like this, you know, looking how I looked, you know, looking like I beat myself up in the middle of the night or whatever, like somebody freaking dragged me across pavement or something. And then sometimes... If I would scratch a lot and there was somebody next to me or maybe we're having a sleepover, you know, with friends or cousins, I would be self-conscious about scratching because of how 
noisy scratching could be. And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to keep it 100% with you. You might even hear me scratching on this podcast. (laughs) And now you know why. But I really try not to as an adult. I've gotten a lot better. My habits have definitely changed. I don't touch or pick at my face as much. It's definitely a habit that I have tried to um, work on over the years. But, you know, my mom come high school or right before high school... I had a huge flare-up. I mean, I was like red as like a lobster. I looked super sunburned, but I wasn't sunburned. And after, so I'm talking about dermatologists after term, dermatologists, right? My mom got fed up and she was like, there's got to be another way. So of course her and my godmother start looking into things like what else is out there that we could try? Because I am not joking. True story. There was one point where my mom put tube socks over my arms, up to my armpits, taped them so that way I couldn't take them off. And underneath was like Vaseline or creams or ointments or whatever so that I wouldn't scratch myself. And I kid you not, I scratched and ripped those socks off in my sleep. I didn't even know that I was doing it. So they, you know, we got to the point where It was like, what else is out there? What else can help, right? So my mom was told um, by somebody, I don't know who, it could have been my godmother. And they were, they had went to an acupuncturist in our local area. So my mom decided to take me. And this was completely different and unfamiliar compared to anything else we had ever tried or known, right? You go to the store and you see all kinds of creams and lotions that promise that it brings relief to itchy, dry skin. But we had tried everything and even the things that burned my skin, I would try them and it was like, no, it's not worth it. So we go to this acupuncturist and he starts telling us about, um, well, first he sticks, you know, like the acupuncture needles in me. I'm laying down on this table and it's, it feels kind of warm because of course I'm inflamed. So I'm hot, even though everybody else may feel comfortable or cold in that office. But I didn't feel like that because my skin was just so hot, like to the surface, to the touch. And he puts needles all over these like pressure points, these reflex points all throughout my body. I'm talking from the very top of my head all the way down to like in between my toes and he tells me to just lay there and try to relax next thing you know this heat is like leaving my body and I start to feel cold and I was like what in the world and I guess that was like how he explained energy moving because he was saying that there's stagnant energy in me and then he starts talking to us about foods to avoid, drinks to avoid, things to eliminate, and educating us about things that could contribute and make this worse, right? Because if I want to prevent this, if I want to make it better, then he's sitting here telling us, you need to be proactive, you need to be mindful of what you're putting in your body. That was something we hadn't really considered. And so... 
he also gave us like some supplements. I took the supplements consistently, you know, followed the regimen and I was like cured. Basically, I have pictures from high school where you never think that I ever dealt with eczema or anything. Clear skin. I mean, I was on top of the world, beautiful. But on the inside, I didn't exactly believe that completely. I felt beautiful, but I didn't have like true true confidence. There was still something missing and you know, being a teenage girl, what what was I going to do? Like I didn't have that wisdom at the time to like reflect on like, oh, why why do I feel like something's missing in my confidence or or whatever? And you know, by this time because I'm like 13, 14 now, by this point and you're talking all those years that I had like scratched myself till I was bleeding, you know, my skin was raw. So I have scars on my arms. I have scars on my legs. I have scars on my neck, my chest. And, you know, of course, other kids, my friends, some people sometimes would ask like, what is that from? Or why is your skin like that? And so I think that's where a lot of that would come from because People would ask if I was okay or like my skin was clearer, but the itchiness never really completely went away. So I would still find myself scratching. And even till this day, like my skin is a hundred percent clear on my arms, my legs, but I still end up scratching myself. I don't know what it is, if it's like a permanent thing, but that's how my body is. Um, so Fast forward, high school passes by, everything's great. I'm like living it up, enjoying friends, high school sports, having fun. And I remember in high school, there was a point where um, I gave up sugar for like a, an extended amount of time. And I'm sure that that helped so much as well. And then I graduated and I enlisted. And when I enlisted, you know, it can be stressful and everything. I was still able to manage my skin pretty well for being away from home, not having the usual prescriptions, not going to the acupuncturist um, or anything like that. And then I became pregnant the first time. I was 19 years old. I was stationed overseas. I was all by myself away from family. The um, My son's dad had, was just about to go back to the U.S. So that didn't help, you know? And then of course in pregnancy, we have all these hormones that are constantly changing and adjusting to all the changes in our body because of not just me, but the baby, you know, to, in order for the baby to be supported and be healthy. And so somehow this triggered my eczema to come back full on. So I got desperate. I went back to, I mean, I was overseas. I didn't know where I was stationed in South Korea. I didn't know like where to go in South Korea for like remedies. You know, I didn't know how to go and find an acupuncturist. And then because I'm enlisted, my healthcare is TRICARE and I have, you know, what's available to me on base, on the Air Force base. So what I did was I got desperate. I went back to like ointments steroids, um, these 
cortisone lotions, creams, ointments that gave so much relief and they helped the appearance and they helped the redness and I felt normal again for a while. And then my son was born and still had the eczema and then I moved to Germany, still have the eczema. It gets worse. Why? Because I was drinking. I was indulging in all the wonderful yummy foods overseas. Not only was I eating delicious German food, but I was eating Thai food, Vietnamese food, you know, pizza, whatever. I was there during Christmas time. What's during Christmas time? And Thanksgiving pies, sweets, sugars, right? So I'm back to my old habits, back to things that destroyed my gut in the first place. And Yes, I'm still living my life and trying to enjoy myself and make the most of it. But deep down, I was so unhappy, so miserable, so uncomfortable because like almost every second of the day, I just wanted to be itching, scratching myself for relief. And then after that, I got stationed back to the States. And by this time, my oldest is, uh, how old was he? He was like one yeah he was we got we got back to the u.s right before his first birthday so i'm about to turn 21 and of course what happens when you turn 21 you drink alcohol more alcohol alcohol causes inflammation it causes redness it destroys our gut it makes us tired it contributes to anxiety you know i didn't know any of this at the time but i was like hey whatever i'm turning 21 i'm about to buy my first house. I'm proud of myself. You know, this is a milestone that not every 21 year old can brag about whatever. And it just kept, it would just turn into this cycle because I was using this cortisone ointments, these creams that had become my band-aid. And this band-aid was also like a security blanket for me. My confidence was coming back. I'm going to the gym, you know, because my kid's a year old. I'm starting to feel good in my body again. You know, after you have a kid postpartum, it's hard because you don't recognize yourself. The old you died and you became, you were born a new person. And that is a tough thing to do. I mean, shout out to women everywhere who have done it like I have done it as well. So then, you know, okay, so I'm in, I'm in Georgia at this time and I finally hit another threshold of up level. Like I've reached the next level because I get to Afghanistan, I'm deployed. And when you're deployed, all you have to worry about is doing your job going to sleep, waking up and doing your job again. So you're not worried about your bills because you're getting deployment money. You're not, I mean, you're worried about your family, but because you're not talking to them every day, it's like you're in the present moment and you're just like, okay, I'm on this task right here in front of me. And that's what I'm focused on. So a lot of like mental stress went away of the every day, like taking care of my family. My f family is my responsibility. My ex-husband was holding it down. You know, he was taking care of our son and taking care of our household. 
And I'm forever grateful for that. But while I was in Afghanistan, I was also able to work out and just eat the f eat food, take protein shakes, and sleep, work, eat, work out. It was a it was a good routine that I got myself in. And looking back, I realized that I thrive in being grounded. I thrive in routine. I thrive in structure. You would think, right? I'm already in the Air Force for like. A few years because I'm still a young airman at this time and I'm barely realizing that I thrive in structure <laughs> that I thrive in this uniformity lifestyle <laughs> some of us take a little longer than others okay and that's okay so this is where I realized you know what I need to start paying attention more to my body I wasn't having to use the cortisone ointments as much and then fast forward, after seven months in Afghanistan, I come home and it's back to regular life. Boom, that's it. Overnight, you're back to your old life, except it's not your old life because going on deployment changes you. You don't come back the same person because you've seen things, you've heard things, you've experienced things that you never thought that you'd experience. And life was good but it just I was not the same and I went back to eating like crap eating all the comfort foods that I missed drinking soda again and what happens the eczema starts to slowly creep back in as soon as I got back from deployment I had a deployment baby so my oldest is had just turned to right after I got back and we get pregnant with, well, I get pregnant with my second kid. And what happens? What happened with the first pregnancy? It triggered all those hormones, triggered my eczema. Same thing happens with the second one. It was, it came back with a vengeance. And I was just like, this is nuts. What am I going to do? I went vegan, you guys. That's not a bad thing. But I didn't do it the right way. I believe there's a good way and a bad way to, if you're going to follow like a protocol or whatever. And, you know, like I just was like, oh, Oreos are vegan. Let me have some Oreos. Oh, that's vegan. I'll have, I'll have that. Yeah. I'm eating healthy. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't. Um, don't get me wrong. My pregnancy was healthy. My, my second born came out healthy, but. You know, everything went smoothly, had a beautiful, wonderful home birth. That's another podcast in itself. But my eczema, I was still dealing with this. And deep down, it was just taking a toll on me because I felt defeated. I was like, you know what? Just when I think I'm on top, just when I think I've overcome this, just when I think that I've had this thing, this disease, whatever you want to call it, just when I think that I've got it in the palm of my hand and I can crush it up, crumble it up to dust and it's not ever going to come back and haunt me, reality just comes back and wakes me up. And I finally had enough. I finally had enough. I, I just want to remind you that your flaws 
that you don't love about yourself, it's still possible to love yourself. I had to learn how to love myself in a different way. Not just saying affirmations in the mirror. I had to start saying no. I had to start creating boundaries with myself, saying no to the sodas, saying no to comfort foods, and being disciplined. I finally was at the point where I was like, okay, you know what? I'm really going to pay attention. I'm really going to rest. I'm really going to, what was, what did that acupuncturist teach me when I was a teenager? What was he saying? And I was trying to remember like things from all those years back, but I never went to an actual acupuncturist where I was. I was in the U.S. I definitely could have found one, but I never was proactive in that part, but I started doing what I could, right? And I realized, you know what, it's up to me. And as I started looking into healthy lifestyles again, I came across fasting. And so me and my husband at the time, we tried fasting for the first time and we just went rogue. Like we went into it completely blind. I did a five day water fast. I don't recommend doing that for your first time and not doing your research. There's a wonderful book out there called, um, the, oh shoot, I'm having a brain fart. I'm going to list it in the description of the podcast. But anyway, there's a book out there about fasting. If you're going to do it, read that book and then do what you can with your schedule and your, and your personal lifestyle. But anyway, I did this fast five, five days, nothing but water, slept a lot. I have two kids at this point, so I'm feeding the kids. Do you know how hard it was mentally to feed somebody when you haven't eaten in three days because of how good that food smells? <laughs> I was like, what am I doing this for again? Remind me why I decided to do this. But it took me to a higher level spiritually, mentally. I became so strong. And what I learned from fasting is that parasites die off, your cells can become, become to regenerate your stem cells, help your body heal, this and that. And that's a whole nother episode, but it like was a new reset. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cured myself. My eczema cleared up, my skin was clear, and my confidence came back. I was like, oh my gosh. This is possible. I can do this. I just have to be disciplined. And now that I've reset myself and my stomach is completely empty, my bowels are completely empty, I'm going to take it easy and not eat junk. I'm going to eat the right foods. I'm going to eat real whole foods. And that was like mind blowing to me because it was like, yeah, I was vegan at one point, but I wasn't eating like just fruits and vegetables and herbs and teas or whatever. I was eating junk and processed foods don't do us any favors. They're just there for instant gratification and emotional support and an unhealthy emotional support at that. So, <laughs> so here I am. I mean, this is years later, you guys. At this point, I'm, I'm, uh, still using these creams. Okay. Yes, I have reset myself, but I'm still using these creams and these ointments. 
and I get another flare up and I decide, you know what? I've had it with this and I decided to ditch that stuff. And what happened next? It knocked me from my feet and onto my ass because I didn't know that there is something called topical steroid withdrawal. So any type of topical steroid, cortisone, what was happening is over time, this stuff was seeping into my system, just sitting there. And my body had to detox itself because I decided to give it up forever till this day since I think it's been 2016 or 2017. My second born kid, he was about, he was an infant. He was a little baby still. He, okay. And I decided to give that up. My skin, my body had to detox from this and just like shed literally shed my skin was dying all these layers of skin and nastiness and chemical toxic sludge everywhere I went I left a trail of dead skin this is so embarrassing but it was so true and real and it's what happens when you give up that junk and I didn't know about it I didn't know I didn't even know at that time that that was the name for it I barely found out that term like a couple years ago, but that's what was happening. And I just kept at it with, with, I did like natural shea butter, like hundred percent raw cocoa shea butter or something. And that's what I used to keep myself moisturized. And eventually my skin started to basically reset. My skin went, was so thin and like it was aged. So I really technically look older than my actual age, which is fine. I've accepted that because I know why. I know why that is. And now I tell my story. And throughout all of that, I would have to tell my story. People would ask me, are you okay? Because I'd show up to work. My face was inflamed, super red, dry, crusty, whatever. And what happened was I had to tell people because if I didn't and I just kept my head down, kept my shoulders hunched forward, it would just eat me away. And then I started going to therapy and I was talking about my issues, talking about my eczema and talking about how that's taken a toll on my confidence, my self-esteem. And it felt so free. Like I had busted out of this cage to finally talk to somebody about this. And how this has affected me over the years. And now I can talk about, I talk about it freely even till this day. I actually have a flare up right now on my face. My skin is dry. It's a little bit red, you know, but I'm like, okay, I know what to do. I know that I need to rehydrate my skin. I know, am I drinking my electrolytes? Am I, um, have I been eating sugar lately? Yeah, I had a slice of cake the other day that contributed. Okay, Andrea, you know what you need to do now. And here I am, I've come such a long way, finally, into my third decade, and I'm like, wow, I have become the woman who is okay 
with having dry skin on her face. I am okay with telling somebody that, you know what, this is eczema, this is dry skin, and these are the things that could make it worse. These are the things that can make it better. I have become somebody who can educate others on what I've learned and what I have discovered about myself. One of my kids started getting eczema a couple years ago on his hands. I have become the person that knows what to do in preventing it from becoming worse. I took him to the acupuncturist right away and I explained to him. I sat him down and I told him, you know what? We've been eating processed foods too much. We've been eating some sugar too much. Um, let's eliminate that and let's see how that changes. And my son saw a difference and he was like, mom, I feel so much better. I, I look, I looks better. Look at me, mom. Till this day, if something is wrong, my kids are like, when are we going to the acupuncturist again? <laughs> and that's amazing because I've become the parent that my mom wishes that she could be, or I'm sorry, I said that wrong. My mom wish that she was when I was a child because she didn't know what she didn't know. Sorry, mom. I, you know what I meant. I know my mom's not mad at me, but <laughs> so I have become the, the mom that can tell another mom, Hey, you know what? My kid had was going through that. And this is what we've learned because I've seen other moms or dads, you know, with their kids going through it as well. And, you know, we talk about gluten. Yeah, let's, um, let's watch our intake of that or let's eliminate it, you know, and see how that helps this and that. So it's just a huge reminder of leaning into discomfort and being vulnerable. I didn't realize I've been doing this my whole damn life. You guys, even when I didn't want to, I was forced to do it. So that is how eczema gave me confidence. I can talk about it today like nothing, not like the 20-year-old, the 25-year-old, the 10-year-old, or the 17-year-old. And I'm not embarrassed of it anymore. I'm not. I'm okay. I walk around with my chin still held up, chin up, shoulders back, because I do know that I am beautiful and I feel beautiful. And all of the days and moments that my skin was smooth, is smooth and clear and I feel sexy and unstoppable and glamorous, on the days that my skin isn't good, I remember those days. Those are the days that I remember and I remind myself of. And I'm like, yeah, Andrea, it's okay. It's okay that your skin's flared up right now, but you know what to do. And only you can take care of yourself in this way because only you know how your skin is and you know which creams or products are working and not working. And you know which ones have clean ingredients and you know which ones are real and not made up of toxic forever chemicals. So... If you have a flaw, if you have rosacea, if you have lupus, if you have acne, 
you are beautiful, you are handsome, you are unique in your own way and don't let it stop you because you don't deserve to let that get in your way. You just have to keep loving yourself, hold space for yourself, be vulnerable with others, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to walk into an office of a specialist and say, you know what? I've been going with this. I've been going through this. Can you help me? What do you know about this? Do you have experience with helping people with this? Find your vo use it to find your voice. Speak up for yourself because no one else can call up that office and say, Hey, do you have any appointments available on Friday or next Tuesday? This is the window that works for me. 12 to 3 p.m. Do you have any openings? Eczema taught me how to speak up for myself. And I never thought I would realize that I've been practicing confidence my entire life because of it. So whatever flaws you have, embrace them because they're making you stronger and you don't even realize it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am Andrea, your host, and this is who we become.